This is 105.9 The Region with your stories, the good news in our neighborhoods, our cities, our country, and beyond. This is Good to Hear. This is Good to Hear. I'm Craig Robertson. York Region's own, New Market's own, Stephen Megson is an author. He's written a new book called Rudy the Rutabaga, inspired by his daughter Mia. And Stephen joins us on 105.9 The Region right now. Hello, Stephen. Thanks a lot for being here. Hey, Craig. Thanks for having me. Uh, before we talk about Mia, your daughter, and the inspiration behind the book, tell us about the book itself, Rudy the Rutabaga, what it's all about. Yeah, so it's called Rudy the Rutabaga. Uh, it takes place in a vegetable garden, so there's the vegetable aspect. Um, it deals with themes of inclusion and friendship. Uh, so there's the popular vegetables, and then there's the lesser-known vegetables that they kind of find out about. And it's how they kind of get together. I know your daughter inspired you to, to write this. So, so talk about that inspiration. Yeah, so I had been, I've been writing short stories, even poetry. I was writing a science fiction novel. Uh, when my, we found out my wife was pregnant, I kind of switched gears and thought, you know, I have to write a children's book now. It just seemed like a no-brainer to me. <laughs> and uh, just going to the grocery store, you see all the vegetables that are the popular ones. And we always made jokes about the rutabagas, and we've never used one. And it looks kind of funny. And what, what better to put into a story with something that children can kind of relate to, vegetables, and using that as a theme. Now, how old is Mia? And, and what was her reaction when, when the book arrived on your doorstep. She must've been freaking out with all these colors in this book that's been inspired by her. Uh, she's nearly two now. So she was fairly, I guess, 19 months <laughs> when it was published. So she, uh, the, the drawings are so colorful. Uh, the illustrator did a great job with that. So she loves just flipping through. She loves the peppers, but she just points and says, yum, yum, num. <laughs> She knows there are things that she eats, so hopefully uh, one day I'll actually be able to read along with her. But it's fun for even at her age, she's really enthralled with just the illustrations. Now, does she understand words, Stephen? Does she understand the concept of, uh, of, of what's happening in the book? Oh, yeah. If I say, show me this and that, like she, she'll know exactly what I'm talking about. She's very aware of that kind of stuff, so... Now, why did you choose to zero in on inclusion and positivity? Is this something that's, uh, that's come from your life? Yeah, I think it's, it's good to have positive lessons uh, in children's books. As far as I was kind of shy and strange as a child, and everyone kind of needs someone to uh, come along and give you a chance, and you have to be able to give them a chance, uh, no matter if they're, if they're different, especially if they're different. We're just speaking with Stephen Megson. Stephen is uh, is from Newmarket. He's an author, and he's written a brand new book inspired by his daughter. It's called Rudy the Rutabaga. You're also an electrician, your day job, Stephen. So uh, has writing always been a side job for you? Yeah, it's always been a hobby, something. I, I, the guys at work uh, kind of joke about it. They say, you know, I go uh, on the weekends and install pot lights, and you go and write children's books, and they're... Their partners are telling him, why don't you go write a book? He did it. And I'm like, yeah, you go write a book and see how easy it is. <laughs> and talk about how difficult it is. I, I find the concept of writing a book to be mind boggling. You got to put pen to paper, frustrating days and times, editing, rewrites. Talk about the struggles. 
Yeah, it's it's a process for sure. Like the first thing everyone asks, how do you do it? You just got to put the words down. You have to get the story out first. Don't overthink it. And then there's the editing process, and I do everything myself. So there's the formatting. It's a lot of uh, a lot of learning, a lot of podcasts, a lot of <laughs> a lot of learning moments. But uh, eventually, you get there. <laughs> I understand you're totally self-published. This is completely self-financed, right? Yep, yep. Everything is me. Uh, between me, I have an editor and my illustrator. We all work together. And how much collaboration have you worked with the illustrator? H- have you written a, a passage and then, I don't know, they send you back a picture of a pepper or a cauliflower and you go, whoa, that might change the, the, whole, the whole arc of, of this, little, this little section? Yeah, we kind of work together. I, I kind of put a, I write down what I think kind of the scene should look like. And then he would throw, throw in ideas, stuff I didn't say. And I said, you know what, that's even better what I had said. Like, so he's good at his job. He can ad lib a little bit and I don't mind at all because he does a great job. Now, do you see yourself putting pot lights up for the rest of your life? Or do you see yourself as a, a Steve Megson professional author down the line? I would be very welcome to doing that down the road, uh, one book at a time, and we'll see where it goes. Okay, so let's talk about the next book. Is there another one in the series coming, or are you going to go for a new venture here? I think for now, I'd like to keep in this series. I just think there's so many possibilities. Um, I've got a second book coming maybe in another month or so uh, I'm working on trying to get finished just uh, all including uh, same good lessons and themes for kids while keeping the same great characters and let's direct our listeners to your website we can find out about the book find everything about uh, about yourself Stephen and 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 keep up to speed on what's what's to come yeah you can go to uh, stevemagsonbooks.com and you can sign up for the newsletter there to get any news on upcoming uh, works. I just, I kind of update it monthly. I send out an email to say what's going on and you can download the free uh, digital activity book that you can print out that has uh, coloring pages and activities. Also, you can check out the, the books there if you're interested in buying one. Well, congratulations for yourself and for your daughter, Stephen. I think it's amazing that you, you've done this. You've written something that your daughter, when she's older, she'll say, hey, my dad wrote this book for me. And that's, uh, I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That, that's really what it's about. Uh, I, I kind of feel like I succeeded at that moment that I just kind of accomplished that just for her. In the, in the beginning, it was just about, let's see if I can just get this thing made and so she can see it. And then it just kind of evolved into something else. Just, just bonus. New Market's own Stephen Megson. Our guest, Stephen, is the author of Rudy the Rutabaga, which is available right now via his website. Thanks a lot for joining us, Stephen. Awesome. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. And that's Good to Hear. I'm Craig Robertson on 105.9 The Region. Good to hear. This is the good news. Well, it is indeed good to hear that uh, people are still very much supporting the Food Bank of York Region. The latest show of support, an overwhelming support it was, was the uh, Cram a Cruiser event. Alex Bellotta from the Food Bank joins me uh, right now. Hi, Alex. How are you? I'm excellent, thanks. How are you? I am well. So Cram a Cruiser. Usually if someone said that to you, you might slap them, uh, especially if you're Will Smith. But uh, this was for a good cause. Absolutely, yeah. What was it? 
Well, I mean, the, the, uh, they're an officer from District 4 in Vaughn gave us a call and said, hey, we want to work with you guys. And so we got really excited because we've done Crama Cruisers before with and several years ago with uh, Pinball Clements Foundation. It was a huge success. And we've been, you know, trying to get that uh, event, um, you know, repeat that same event. And, and they called us and we were, got really excited. And, you know, there were two Walmart stores that wanted to hook up and, and be a part of it. And uh, it went it went amazingly well, even despite the rain. Yeah, definitely. Um, what? How much can you get into a cruiser, into a vehicle of food? Um, I never measured that, but uh, you know, there were two cruisers involved, and they managed to bring us thirteen hundred pounds, which I thought was really great. Mm-hmm. And uh, they also raised a thousand dollars in cash, which was really, you know, really uh, appreciated. It, it must get tough sometimes to keep the the needs of the food bank front and center in in public attention because the need is there and it keeps getting greater and greater and greater how do you how do you do that or, or how do you approach that to make sure that your message is fresh and that people still realize that the food bank is still in need even though it's not christmas or thanksgiving well, you know, the data keeps changing, so we, we're, we're glad to bring that to, toward the, the public and to, to inform them uh, about the, the, the data, how it changes from, you know, month to month. And we try to keep it fresh by approaching new people with their stories. So we bring new stories to the public and, and we, you know, just keep on reiterating that, you know, this is, a, this is 365 days a week or a year, sorry. <laughs> uh, it's not just during the holidays. And, uh, you know, we don't close down because, uh, you know, it isn't a holiday or they're still hungry, uh, you know, 365 days a, a year. So and, and that's how we keep it fresh. I love, too, how you uh, treat your volunteers. Uh, you honor your volunteers. In fact, just this, uh, just this week, we had some more of your volunteers honored. Absolutely. We couldn't do what we do without our volunteers. So we celebrate our volunteers and not just our volunteers, our donors, donors as well. This is a community thing. It's not just, uh, uh, you know, our charity, the Food Bank of York Region. Without the engagement of individuals, households, uh, corporations, volunteers, we just couldn't do what we do. For so sure. we want to celebrate. We want to, we want to, you know, uh, celebrate as many different people as we can that Help us to help other people, and uh, you deliver. Uh, that's the that's a, a need for volunteers right there. It's not just a matter of sorting food, uh, but you need delivery people and all sorts of people. Yeah, we started delivering May fourth, twenty twenty, because of COVID, and our current COVID program runs until July fifteenth or so around there. And, um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's how we started. You know, we're on the road all the time. We're, we're not open to the public where they can, we're not a food pantry. We're uh, a food hub and, uh, a, like a mobile food pantry for, um, other community food pantries, social service agencies, and housing co ops. All right. So uh, you can find out more about what you can do for the food bank, whether it's volunteering your time or making even a donation by going to FBYR. That stands for Food Bank of York Region, FBYR.ca. Anything else you want to add there, Alex? Uh, we're just, you know, starting tomorrow, we're starting our, our spring campaign. 
Um, and so it runs for the month of April. And so if you can just go to fbyr.ca and press the donate button and donate uh, what you can for us, that would be greatly appreciated. All right. Thanks, Alex. Thank you very much. Alex Vallada from the Food Bank of York Region. Good to hear. We'll be right back on 105.9 The Region. Listen live at 1059theregion.com or 105.9 FM. This is 105.9 The Region with your stories, the good news in our neighborhoods, our cities, our country, and beyond. This is good to hear. Minor hockey is an amazing event, an amazing sport in this country, but sometimes ugly things happen on the ice, even still in 2022. And to talk more about it, thrilled to be joined by the coach of the Aurora Tigers U15A rep team, Chad Connolly. Chad, how are you? Great, thank you. How are you? Good. Um, you have a great group of young individuals that you're coaching, and they're up one of the 12 finalists for the Chevrolet Good Deeds Cup. It, it's it's all based because of an incident that happened in November. For people who don't realize, what exactly happened in that tournament in November that really changed the mindset of these young men and young people that you coach? Uh, we were playing in a tournament, like I said, up north in uh, late November, and there was a racial slur directed towards one of the players on our team. Uh, it did not sit well with uh, some of the coaches and some of the players. We can, we continued to play that game and ended up going on and winning the tournament. But as I said, uh, hockey is supposed to be a safe place for these players to come, and they shouldn't have to be exposed to any sort of uh, hate, so to speak. And uh, like I said, it didn't did not sit well. So one of the coaches and a couple of the players decided to bring some awareness to to the game. And we developed this pink hoodie, or Rick Donahoe and his son Hayden and my son Landon created uh, the pink hoodie campaign. And basically, we just wanted to create awareness, get people asking questions like, what's that for? Why are you wearing that? And then we have our slogan on the back that says, uh, we stand together. And as a team, that's what we do. We stand together. And if you want to buy the hoodie, by the way, you can go to AuroraMinorHockey.com. In the middle of the tournament, when this happens, I know you were quoted, the rest weren't sure exactly what happened. Could you and your staff and the players hear what happened on the bench? No, unfortunately, we couldn't. The ref did hear a racial slur and stopped the game, but couldn't determine which player from the other team had said it. Uh, went over and spoke to the other team. Uh, the coach immediately apologized to us, which went a long way. Uh, but still, there's no place for that in the game. And unfortunately, because the referee could not determine uh, what player had said it, there's really, you don't want to see a, a child get, uh, or a player get pegged as, as the person that said it when they actually didn't. So we just chose to to move forward, um, continue to play the game, and just let our, our on-ice play speak for itself. I have to compliment you, Chad, because it's one thing to coach young people at this age, that you 15. I mean, my wife and our parents, we know how difficult that age can be. But to handle that, to deal with the emotional and mental stress of what happened, but then to go on to win the tournament, that's a testament to sort of the foundation you've built as a coach with this hockey team. Well done. Well, I think it's more, it's got nothing to do with the coaching. It's got to do everything to do with the boys. They are an amazing group of young men. And I'm just proud and honored to be their coach. When when they talked about the pink hoodie campaign and they started to run with it as a coach and just as an individual, how proud are you to see these young guys doing this and, and really standing up there and making a difference and putting themselves out there to make a difference? 
uh, over the moon proud. As I said, um, you know, one of the assistant coaches, Rick Donahoe, was the one that kind of came up with the idea and brought a few of the players in uh, just to raise some awareness. And then it just it spiraled and ballooned from there. And one of the parents on the team, uh, Peter Colley, he was the one that decided, hey, like we kind of fit with the uh, Chevrolet Good Deeds Cup. Do you think we should enter it? And I thought, what the heck? And uh, we were kind of a last-minute entry, and now here we are, one of the regional finalists. Yeah, you're one of 12 finalists that to be awarded on Hockey Night in Canada with Ron McLean and the staff, and it's great to see. Now, initially, I, I thought this was fascinating, Chad, that you would hope to sell maybe about a dozen hoodies and help the Hockey Diversity Alliance. Now, if I'm correct, you've sold approximately 1,000 of these hoodies right now. Fairly close to that, yes. And we also, because we've become a regional finalist, we've also... Uh, we're given an, um, a donation for the Hockey Diversity Alliance as well. And our goal is if we are to win the Good Deeds Cup, the entire grand prize will go to Hockey Diversity Alliance to raise awareness in the game. Again, you can go to the AuroraMinorHockey.com website, AuroraMinorHockey.com. And Chad, I, I think about these these young men, whether or not they ever go on to any level of hockey. What happened, is, as bad as it was, how they've responded and how they've been at the you know spearhead of this campaign i think they're better men young men for it 100 percent. i want this to be something they can go on and tell their kids about years down the road yeah it's uh I, unfortunately you said it earlier chad we wish that in hockey in 2022 things like this wouldn't happen but it does why does it still happen chad i think it just comes down to education you know education from coaches and parents all the way down to the younger players that you know there is no no business of this being in the game. There's no place for this in the game. And hockey should be a safe place for everybody to come and play and feel comfortable. Chad, well said. Good luck to the Aurora Tigers U15A rep team for being part of the Chevrolet Good Deeds Cup. Get your pink hoodie. Support this team. Support these great young men. Support what they're doing. AuroraMinorHockey.com. Chad, thank you so much for joining us and good to hear. And uh, best of luck and, uh, and great job with these young men. You should be very proud. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Good to hear. This is the good news. Now, this is good to hear. Coming in June, a new luxury boutique at Hillcrest Mall in Richmond Hill. To tell us all about the store and his story is the designer and creator behind the fashion label, SZ, Shaheen Zartosh. Thank you for your time, Shaheen. Uh, Hi, Tina. Thank you for having me. Now, your story is so fascinating and inspiring. Tell us what brought you to Canada only four years ago. Uh, yeah, actually, I came to Canada four years ago from Dubai. I'm originally from Iran. So I raised in Dubai. Um, I started modeling in Dubai. But, uh, and then I worked in uh, many positions in the fashion industry, like uh, model, fashion stylist, modeling teacher, and then I studied fashion designing, and now I'm here as a fashion designer. And why was it so important for you to become a Canadian citizen? Uh, Actually, that was many reasons, but um, maybe one of them are more freedom. The other thing is, uh, I think that time I need something new in my life, and I think I got from Canada. And what can you tell us about your book? It's called Modeling. Uh, yes, actually, I published my book uh, last year. 
it's a it's about a guide to become a model. It's uh, almost everything about if someone want um, come into modeling and if they want learn anything about modeling, they can read that book. It's explain everything, all the styles, all the agencies, and everything I got in last 20 years in the fashion industry uh, in many positions and different countries. So let's talk about your industry, your company, the fashion, the brand. What can you tell us? Uh, yes, actually, I started design almost 10 years ago. So I just designed for some like celebrity in my back home countries or in Dubai. So, but from uh, last year, I decided to publish uh, my first public collection. So that means uh, I think that was like a new journey for me to um, come to the business in fashion. And I think uh, that's a lot to say in my brand for people they can they can like come to the first level of fashion uh, and they can have it in Canada. And what type of clothing is it? Is it casual? Is it formal? Is it for men and women? Yes, actually it's for men and women both. And also it's a casual luxury brand. It's everything handmade in Italy. So, and everything is like, it's a high-end product, and uh, yeah, that's it. Now, on May 6th, your fashion label, SZ, will be part of Fashion Art Toronto, and then come June, you will have a luxury boutique at Hillcrest Mall. How did this all happen, and what does it mean? Uh, okay, actually, for Fashion Art Toronto, we have a show on May 6th, so this is the first time I'm in a fashion show as a designer. And uh, maybe in the last 20 years, I had more than 50, 60 different shows. But this is my first time I'm coming as a designer. Uh, and also, I think it, it should be a good experience for me, for sure. And also about the boutique, we open on middle of June. Uh, the boutique, as you said, is in Hillcrest Mall. So it's a, it's a like... Um, small, medium uh, boutique. It's a luxury boutique with a high-end product. And, yeah. So you've done both ends of this industry. You've been a model. Now you're a designer. Which one do you enjoy more, and which one is more difficult? <laughs> okay, actually, um, as a model, I've worked for many brands, like big and luxury brands, good brands in different countries. But um, I think uh, I was happy when I was a model, for sure. But now it's a different way for me. You know, it's a, like kind of the way now I'm starting. And I I'm more enjoying when I'm designing now. Uh, so uh, for now, I think designing is more better for me. <laughs> Excellent. So if our listeners want more information, where can they follow you and your designs? Yeah, actually, uh, uh, you can go to www.s-z.shop. This is our website. And also on Instagram, we have a page. Uh, the ID is sz underline mode. 
That's terrific. Thank you so much for joining us on Good to Hear and good luck. Thank you. Send us your good news stories at info at 1059theregion.com. This is Good to Hear.